Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Wise Men's Day podcast. We're in association with Love Supreme, and I'm Stephen Gores with Gareth Barker, and our guests will be filling you in with the analysis from the Spurs game. I couldn't watch it, so I'll be asking questions on behalf of anyone else in that position. I've also got a cough that I can't control, so apologies if I have any sort of attack while trying to speak. The less I say, the better anyway. Gareth, right? Yeah. Yeah, thought so. What thought kind of attack? Enthusiastic about saying what that, kind of attack? Like a physical attack? Just like a coughing attack, obviously. You're going to say something controversial? <laughs> no. Like one of those Facebook things that you get now that says, ooh, somebody said something and then you'll never believe what happened next and it gets, you have to click on it and then nothing that interesting happens. That's I, what's going to happen. I don't know. I don't think I've ever tried that out. I don't think well, I've ever found I don't click that. them either. Does anybody else aware of these Facebook things? Are you on Facebook, Chris? How do you know nothing happens? I think you've certainly been clicking on them. Yeah, things. how do you know <laughs> that nothing happens if you haven't clicked on them? Well, because it's clickbait. We're all well versed in clickbait Click by now. Mate. Let's get into the <laughs> okay. 2015. Yeah, our guest tonight, Chris Young from the Sunland Echo, been freezing himself half to death watching the under 21s. All in the line of duty, Chris. Uh, yeah. Nil <laughs> <laughs> nil in the yeah, mud and here. the snow. That's just one afternoon's yeah. made of, isn't it? I remember, remember, reminds of when I was a kid and we played West Ham in the cup and Harry Redknapp said, You always draw nil nil in Sunland and it's always freezing. Very you, much You do it every week, today. though, yeah. Another Chris Weatherspoon makes his return to the pod. He used to do stuff as well. Now he's just like an additional voice. Thanks. But a welcome one. Well, it sounds like it. Huh? <laughs> he was available. Mm. <laughs> well, you're going to have to fill me in, lads, as I've said. Um, <laughs> Again, physically. Yeah, yeah. On the, uh, attack. Yeah, attack. Attack. Going down carry on. Avenue here, isn't it? But uh, we're going to... Sado Stephen Goldsmith. <laughs> we'll hear from Gus on the game before we'll get your opinion on it. Yes, I think normally you... You need to be realistic, and sometimes the opposition can be better than you, and you got nothing, you know, to to you know to win the game, to play the game, or to understand the game. I think we we had enough. I think for for the first time we played this system because of, of course of Jermaine. I think we adapted well. I think we were comfortable going forward. They got lucky by the deflected goal, uh, which at that time it, it sounded, you know. Uh, a little bit uh, bad for us because it's not what you expect. You just, you know, if it's a good goal, you take it. But when they get lucky, that's what we didn't need. But we didn't change. It was a penalty action, which is not worth it to talk. Uh, the chance from Fletcher, which if you put Fletcher there nine, ten times, he would score nine. And for the, today was the tenth. And then the goal. So I think the first, first half performance being all new. It was quite positive. Uh, then we needed a break, you know. Then we needed to, of course, to defend, but at the same time to be a little bit brave. And uh, in the situation that we were, I think we had uh, two or three chances at the end that normally you should put away, especially the rebound and, and the chance from Danny. You know, when you're away at Tottenham, I mean, they were very brave. They lost, you know, they left two v two at the back. They were not scared of coming, and it was, 
it was difficult, but we were standing there. They have a few shots. But I saw the team always organized and, you know, only allow them to certain uh, opportunities, but no clear-cut chances. You need to go the other way. Uh, that's what we changed the two strikers. I think it's the first time I changed two strikers for two strikers. Uh, and we nearly got the goal, you know. Uh, disappointed with the goal, you know. In, the, in that minute on the game, away from home, the way we play, 1-1, one, one, you need to be a little bit more careful and not be exposed, you know, on a break. The draw with Tottenham Hotspur at the stadium of late, Chris Young, was hectic. How was this one in comparison? Uh, certainly more equally uh, equal, I think, because I thought Spurs at the stadium were like back yeah, in September were superb. Yeah. Uh, arguably as good a team as I've seen all, all season. Uh, Dembele had one of his good three or four games of the season. Um, I thought first off, I thought Sunderland did really well. Uh, created a great chance with through Fletcher just before Larson equalised. Uh, second half, they were pinned back far more by Spurs, but Spurs didn't necessarily hurt them that much. They went sideways a lot, and there was a lot of shots from distance. Um, and then Graham had the first of his two good chances, and then Sunderland got hit on the counter-attack cruelly right at the end. What's your favourite thing about the game, Gareth, apart from Gus Maker? He looked like a, an idiot beforehand. Yeah, it was, that was... Saying that he good. wouldn't play a well, three like, at the back. I like the three at the back, so... We, we all know that. Um... Not quite the Christmas tree formation. No, well, the thing is, if you had the four in, you probably wouldn't go with the Christmas tree because you want someone up up alongside him. So, if you've got two in behind the forward, then it's it's not going to really utilise the four strengths maybe as much. So, it's logical if you, you'd play with two up if you like a traditional sort of three five two or five three two, whichever way you want to, whichever way you want to say it. But um, yeah, I think I think the highlight of the game would have been if like after Fletcher missed that chance, he sort of revealed a shirt with like Altidore's face on it and like that was like a dedication <laughs> like you know when someone scores and they're like dedicate the goal to somebody he could dedi- like, dedicate that miss like that was for you Josie it was very it was, Josie like, Altidore-esque channeling his wasn't Altidore like, his in foot Altidore. just seemed to disappear yeah <laughs> yeah well at least it didn't go behind him I mean it went in front so that was a, a positive thing <laughs> from from that um, but yeah I think uh, I, th- I think generally it was a bit disappointing that Fletcher didn't really take his opportunity to be the partner for Defoe and I wouldn't say Wickham did either immediately obviously they're going to need time and to to settle down in that system but it kind of points to the reason why maybe um, they haven't did he not do enough apart from the miss I don't I think I mean he created that chance for the the back heel but I just thought he didn't hold it it was like weak no the ball retention was was crap from I mean, there, there, was, there was one moment in the first half where Larson played a brilliant crossfield pass, and Larson got, and Fletcher got it on the left hand side of the area, and Defoe had overlapped him. He just and he was just waiting for the perfectly weighted pass, yeah. and Fletcher overhit it, yeah. and that probably probably summed up his day. Yeah, it, it just did, it didn't work, and then like Wickham came on and was just like it looked like he did against Palace that time. He was just like crumbling, you know, under the slightest touch. Um, Wickham should be enthused. This is his chance to get back up front. It's, it's weird, isn't it? That, I mean, his best performances have come on the left, where everyone was crying out for him to be down the centre. But I think when you when you think back to Chelsea, he ran Ivanovic ragged. I thought he was good at against Manchester City here at home against Zabaleta. But down the middle, it's just not clicked for him this season. Chris Webspoon, happy with the formation? Um, yeah, to, to be honest, uh, I did say beforehand. It, it's what I'd like to see us go to eventually. I, 
after having listened, after having been told by yourself that Gus wouldn't do it, I, uh, <laughs> I, I did no, believe you. No, no, no. After, <laughs> after, after, after you were told by Gus, he wouldn't do it. <laughs> no, I, I, no. But in fairness, I thought it was quite surprising that he um, that he went to that so quickly. I mean, I know he'll have been thinking about it for a few days, but I thought it was quite a a bold move from a manager who recently has been getting called in hindsight, quite negative. I guess it's obvious he was always going to do that because that's the one formation change he did make last well, yeah. season. Yeah. But it's kind of... I think just when he tells you one thing, you know, I stupidly you probably believe him and he was just throwing everybody off track, I guess, wasn't I it? I think one of the problems with it is is when you're playing three centre-halves, you'd probably like to have one who's got a bit of pace about yeah, him. Yeah, that would be my issue. And we with currently formation. don't have that. that. That was why I said eventually I'd like to see us do it. But I was thinking probably after the summer if they can get someone in there but uh, to be honest actually I thought and obviously they conceded within what three minutes um, but it was from a set piece you know poor clearance by Virginia but they got a lot of luck with it and I actually thought I thought we actually handled it quite well that first half I thought uh, Spurs kind of got got a half time and I think Pochettino must have turned around and said right well we haven't expected this Mm. We, we don't know how to deal with them here and I think second half it wasn't so much a case of what we've been accused of lately of kind of sitting it was just we were playing a Spurs side who let's be honest they are a good side and uh, they pinned us back but as we were saying before they didn't really uh, cause a vast deal of problems and the goal as Chris was saying the goal came and we were pushing up you know we were we were quite it was quite a positive move from Poirier for me and um, I don't think you can criticise the manager this week two ways of looking at three at the back Chris Um, one is it's a formation that gets you (laughs) <laughs> Chris Young, yeah, sorry. Um, that gets you higher up the field, gets you to push out, um, which, uh, as Chris Weatherspoon has just said, lack of pace will be concerning for that. When you saw Liverpool, for example, at the stadium, like their three centre half split got high up the pitch. Another one would be to, you can play deep, and the idea is the third centre half can cover one, cover one of the other two, which was it? Uh, the former. Yeah. Uh, very much split the centre halves. Um, I, th- I, I mean, I thought I thought it worked really well, and I think it probably. It probably suits the personnel that they've got. Arguably more than a four-one-four-one. Um, certainly, Van Anhol is probably more of a wing back than a full back. Yeah. Um, going forwards, it by far his strength rather than his defending. It'll be very problematic if we get an uh, injury situation with the two. Of yeah, I, I, I don't think I don't think you could play it, it with anyone other than Van Anhol and Jones. I don't. You certainly couldn't play it with Virginie, and yeah. I'm not sure whether you could play it with Rivieri's or I don't know if he's got the legs anymore at 35. But those two, they're ideal for it, uh, and. As Chris alluded to, it was it was an attacking setup from Poet, particularly with Johnson as one of the midfield three. Um, Johnson Johnson really picked out some holes, particularly in the first half, and, and he had two people to aim for. To be honest, picking up on that point, one of the most promising things I thought that came out was actually how Adam Johnson played. I thought he yeah. was excellent. He was. He, he, he looked he looked a threat. I think I think he has done for the last month. Yeah, to be yeah, honest, he's been good for a while, hasn't wait, he? Wait, 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 even before. You know the sign of the four, which we'll we'll get on to later. We we've been saying on here for a while that we wouldn't mind Gus moving things around so Adam Johnson could come inside. We've all been saying yeah. that. The, the lack of creativity from the middle of the park. Well, I think the obvious choice, isn't he? So I, th- yeah, I, no, I think the I thing. I was expecting some analysis from Gus, <laughs> and he just said, "Yeah." Well, I think the thing with Johnson, though, is uh, we all. I mean, you saw with that that first effort Graham had. That mm. came from Johnson picking the ball up in the middle, and you know he, he didn't. Need, there was nothing else on his mind other than I'm going to hit this. Kind of and you, you need someone like that at times. I think a lot of the time our central midfielders are kind of shy of doing that. And to be honest, at the start of the season, I thought it would be the likes of Jacarini who'd kind of play in that role. But you watch him, and although he has good games, it's often when teams are tiring. Uh, he's not the sort who kind of grasps the whole of a game. Whereas, I mean, John, Johnson. <laughs> 
I think he used to get a bit of a bum deal, really, from some people, myself included. But I think over the last year or so, he's yeah, like really sure. He used to abuse Johnson. <laughs> some people, <laughs> well, no, I mean, some yeah. people I, mean themselves. These people, <laughs> yeah. Thought I was just having a game of footy with uh, Chris Young and <laughs> we'll the table by accident. So. Ephraim Gus Poyet on the uh, on the new system now. You know, this system is is made a lot by the fullbacks, by the wingbacks, and and that's something that we need to work because it's a different position and they need to adapt. Uh, Billy and Pat. And Patrick, but uh, like I said, three days, no, which is starting. It's a new way of playing, but I'm sure that you know, looking at the first half, we're gonna get better and better. Well, I, I got no doubt. I think we got players to to play in a certain way, and depending on who you play against and where you are, I think you can be a little bit more offensive or a little bit more uh, defensive. So it's it's a great option for us. Just we need to make sure that when we create the chances, you know, you put the ball in the at the back of the net. Chris Young, Gus. We we speak a lot about how Gus wears his heart in his sleeve, and after a defeat, you're normally on the on the floor with him. I think there's a term Gareth used, but he seems quite he seemed quite buoyant still after that. Yeah, I think I think when you, certainly when you compare it to the Liverpool game uh, seven days earlier, there were or the Tottenham game last season. Yeah, or the Tottenham <laughs> game last season, there, there were plenty of positives for, for him to take out of it. I think the fact the fact that Sunderland created three really really good chances. Uh, in addition to the free kick, and had a, had a decent penalty appeal turned down as well. Um, when you when you consider consider the problems they've had creating over recent games, that that was a big upturn. And, and you can't get away from looking at Defoe. That finally, probably for the first time since Darren Bent left, they've had someone making runs in behind a defence. Admittedly, he was caught offside four times during the first half, but he isn't going to get caught offside all the all the time. You need someone lingering on the shoulder of the last defender and, and looking for that ball in behind. Two important positions, Gareth, that you know the Gus has in his old system uh, seem redundant in this new one. The first one's a deep line centre midfielder. I'm assuming nobody sat that deep. Was it a flat three? No, he, he sort of played Larson and Rodwell together with Johnson. Ahead, so, ahead so he went the other way. A bit like yeah. you did at Liverpool, where you uh-huh. had Jack Arini in front. Uh, I can't remember. It was it? So that's totally redundant now. That, that so where where Catamol and Brid could screen. Then you wouldn't have that in three five two. No, but Catamol could play in that central too. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. So but I'm just saying. That, I mean, that position is, is depends redundant. on the game, though, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. he might. Yeah, he might. He might uh, do that. Might he? Might well, he said there. He if, yeah. might change it, but but you're not going to have three centre halves and then that. that not not at, not at home yeah, when you're yeah. playing someone like Burnley. Are you? But maybe if you go to Chelsea, you'll have a protective. Mm. He's someone he, in front of. He's going to persist with that system for for the for, for the foreseeable yeah. because he's got to stick with it to to get it working. Definitely, you know, he can't change yeah. it again <coughs> so soon. You know, he's going to have to persist with this one for four or five games, no matter who the opposition is. Like, if this is the kind of game, maybe revert to something slightly different. Um, sorry, the Tottenham game was. Um, if he'd if he'd been playing the three five two for a while and he felt confident, he'd go back to something else because he's got to get it into them. Then he, he had to play the Tottenham, I guess. So, yeah, I think they did all right generally. Um, but you, you know, Tottenham have got some like Chadley, who was dreadful last season. He's been excellent this season. Um, Ericsson, who's you know an excellent player, and uh, you know he he's the main man for them really. Uh, and he he made some you know great movements and stuff around the pitch. So it's it's difficult to to pick players like that up. Um, and I think they're just in the end. Give the ball away one too many times. I think that that was a disappointing thing. The the ball retention when they had it wasn't great, um, particularly in the second half. Yeah, and you know that that was the issue when it was going up to the second striker, not exactly long balls, but when it was going into when I say second striker, I mean not Jermaine Defoe. Did the three midfielders seem to take 
to the new setup. They okay. look comfortable, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought Rodwell actually uh, had one of his yeah. better games. First half, so, uh, he was. I thought he was very good. Yeah, I thought he he was pretty much everywhere you need to be defensively, and I thought uh, he passed the ball well. And I mean, you know, it was a bit it was a bit different second half because we didn't see as much of the ball. But uh, I actually thought Rodwell kind of. I still don't know exactly where or how he wants to play him, but I think. If you know if he's going to get rid of that kind of deep line role, mm. and Rodwell's going to be like the next one forward, I think I think that could work. It's just re- it's replaceable him Bridcut in this system because he was bought specifically for that that role, wasn't he? The deep line midfielder. Role. Well, as I say, I mean it depends on maybe depends on the nature of the opposition. It depends mm. where you're going. Um, you might need a deep line midfielder for some games, but I, th- I think primarily if you're going to play that those three in the middle of the park, you need someone. Linking in behind the the two strikers, particularly if you if you're playing two wing backs, you're not playing two wingers who are going to mm. ba- be banging crosses in. Order. And as you say, Johnson's the obvious choice, and uh, Chris Webster touched on earlier. Jack Larini is another name. You could, you Alvarez could, maybe. Um, yeah, because Jack Larini yeah. obviously we we spoke yeah. before, haven't we, about when Kevin Ball played? Uh, it was like a four three three, wasn't it? But where um, Poyet likes the deep yeah. line midfielder. Ball, he likes the number 10 uh, ahead of the two midfielders in, in a similar way and, and that was Jack Rainey and he played very well yeah I think ball. that's his best position yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. Alvarez is now redundant I, I don't see where like because he's, he's, he's unless he's going to play in the hole he's going to come on as a sub I mean as a starter he's a bit redundant now I mean he's not going to play as a wing back is he and he's not going to play or a central midfielder so I mean if you went to the the Christmas tree shape, you've got two options in behind this one striker. I was desperate for this. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm just saying that that's how you'd have to incorporate them. You'd have to have two attacking players in behind a forward, and there might be some games where that that'll work. If you've got you know two midfielders drifting around, you're picking up spaces and trying to play like you're saying before getting in behind off the shoulder, and one of you, you Alvarez's passing is better than Jack Arini, I would say. Um, in those areas, so he might be, he might be able to get him in. So, as a substitute, maybe or in that system, but you can't really see him. He's probably third in line to start in that in that system, isn't he? Really, they cut them all. Chris fit in this okay. I think I think so. I, th- I, th- I think probably Poets making a bit more light of his injury than what probably what we've cottoned on to. Mm. I mean, he still hasn't returned to training. Okay, and we're like three weeks after he's. Three or four, what two or three weeks since he's done the injury, and of, and of course, so of course as well. The the more you get on with the new system, the more he's yeah. going to want he's going to want stability and to keep the same players and yep. consistency. And, and and you think Catamol, he always takes a while to get up to. He needs to be up up, up to speed before he really starts to make an impact. So, so I don't th- three guys in there in the middle. I don't think you need to be in a rush to keep their to players to lose. Yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Yeah, I think I think Rodwell Rodwell certainly did enough mm-hmm. to uh, to keep his place at the moment. If Catamol was back though. You'd probably take Rodwell out, I think. Cause yeah, but like Chris Young's just said, there, yeah, if, he, I know. if he's not back now, so now we go on the Fulham game, and it's the same three. Can you see him changing for an important game like Burnley? There's both sides of the coin, of the mm. coin, isn't it? Why you think Catamol's his guy? Mm. He wants him in for a game like that, but also you think this is a new system. These three players know their roles now. They need they need that's to have a, as much understanding as possible yeah, now, as, yeah. we, uh, as we were saying that's beforehand. That's an interesting one. That's I, a good. That's a, Interesting one, I, I, I think he's got to play as strong a team as possible against Fulham. I think yeah. you can make a case for keeping an unchanged team just so they can yeah. carry on building. I think understand. Do that absolutely. Yeah, they might, I might be tempted to make a change up front, and it, it would be grim. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be honest, <laughs> I was gonna say the same. I don't. I don't see why. Very mixed reaction to that <laughs> to that comment in the studio. I have to say, you know, it's, it, next week I think you're gonna afford to do that in that position. I agree about the back three, 
keep them together because you want them to to build something. But Defoe's always going to be that live wire, and and someone, it's finding the person who understands how to play off him. Wickham, I know they only had a short time to do it, but he's got another game where he can have a look at another player to play with him. Um, if he's in his long term, well, if he's not going to leave in January, he has to look to use him. If he, especially if you're playing two up front, because you've got four players filling two positions, so and you're going to pick up injuries and stuff. So if you want to keep that system, you can't go into that with three players to play up front. You've got to have four as options. So I would say that you've got to have a look at him, and you'd probably rather have a look at him in the cup game than than in the um, the league game, wouldn't you? But he's, he's, I think he's got to take a look. On the on the flip side of the coin, though, you want to build a partnership between those front two, and so yeah, so do, so yeah. you, you you want you want as many minutes together as possible. Was Man. that encouragement from the partnership of the weekend at all? I, I know I know Fletcher missed a sitter. To, to be fair, I think I don't. Know, I mean, I thought Fletcher's execution was poor, but I think you could see them dovetailing and things like yeah, that. I thought he think of, Yeah, I thought he when he was dropping off. I thought he did all right. Actually, I mean, I yeah. know that what you were saying before, Chris, about. Um, that excellent ball by Larson, and it, it it's stuff like that where you kind of got your head in your hand and thinking yeah. you know you do the hard things and you don't do that. But I actually thought first half particularly I thought uh, Fletcher dropped off quite well, mm. and uh, I actually thought like him and Johnson had some neat link up stuff. Um, so to, to be I, I know he missed a sitter, and um, and you know you would expect generally not very good. You still you still going to if one of the if. Fletcher or Graham's going through one on one. You're still going to put your money on Fletcher rather than Graham, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, probably at the moment. But how often do players go through one on one? We seem to have this conversation every six months or so. Not, where, we, not, where, we, uh, where we wonder whether Danny Graham's like. I'm not the, saying. I'm not. I'm, it's not even. It's not even about that. It's just about <coughs> the fact that if he's going to play two up front, he's going to need four strikers. Danny Graham's one of those strikers, and he, he's going. He's going to have to play. He's going to have to play. He's going to have to have a proper look at him, and whether he does that in training. Or he Impact does that in a sub, game. But do you want coming on and like giving the not... defender something different to worry about? Because if you I mean, if, if you're looking at a, if you're looking at two players, I thought a partnership. I, I, I just think I think into four of the movement, don't I? Yeah, I think yeah. I think maybe you, you can look too long term into these things. You've got to look at the short term. That Burnley game, yeah, we need points a week on Saturday. Yeah. Huge. Sunday yeah. need to win that game. You need you need to have the team as cohesive as possible for that one. I take that point, but at the same time. Can you hang your hat on Fletcher? Can you hang your hat on Wickham? I don't think you can. I don't think you can't on Graham though either. No. So, to be fair, yeah. <laughs> you can't. But yeah, I'd argue that he hasn't really had, you know, as as big a chance but, I mean, as we, some of the we, others we to always, get it right. You know, when people talk about the kid, give the kids a go and stuff, and we always say you you, you can gauge it on the fact that they aren't getting loaned by championship clubs, top end championship clubs and stuff. There must be a reason managers don't pick them and. Graham is the same surely because he's yeah. going to yeah. championship clubs and he's not playing not making an impact yeah. on the Wolves the thing is though with Graham I mean I'm I, obviously I, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes in training I, I don't know what his attitude's like but I've often been of the view over the last year and a half or so that he hasn't really been given a fair crack of the whip in comparison to let's say Altidore who played you know, no, 30 games I'd agree with that but you look at look at his goals for Hull oh yeah didn't no, do no, great I, at mm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today.
Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I agree. He got sent back in the early and Wolves, he didn't, he didn't do anything in the centre-back yeah. as well, didn't he? I, I agree. I, I Managers see these players every day in training. You've yeah. got, this is yeah. what you've always got to remember. It yeah. just it well, does seem like there's kind of I don't know whether it's like overlap from um, you know the season he got signed when he didn't score. I don't know whether there's like an underlying feeling that it's just not going to work from here. But to be honest, in the last two games, I think he's I think he's a quite lively. Yeah, I think he's done. All, I think he's done uh, all right coming off of the last two games. But is that just more encouraging in the, in the sense that you can rely on him to come on as a sub and make an impact then rather than you know, clear from the start. I mean, Possibly. the thing—the thing about it is, though, that you look at the games where he played under the Canio, basically, and under O'Neill. He never really—I mean, there was a couple of chances. I think he had one against Norwich, which he should have scored. I think it was one against Everton. His debut, he came on a regular. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he had, one one had two, two headers, and yeah, and but they, I wouldn't say they were like chances. They were no, they just got on the end of the cross. On the end of the yeah. cross. Um, what I would say is that. What was quite encouraging about Graham, and I guess you could say, I guess Fletcher got in round the back and missed that chance. You know, he, he got into areas to yeah. to, to he got into dangerous positions, and the turn and shot on the edge of the box at the end was was pretty good. Um, I mean, he hit it cleanly and keep made a decent save. He could have gone in the corner, then he, he scored, but he's, that's an instinctive. He's made a good move off the shoulder of the defender, got into space, and he struck it, and keepers made the save. That's all you can ask, really. I, um, I, I thought. You know, I'm not saying that he's the answer or the saviour. I'm just saying, and I, I take your point that short term, you're right that the may, maybe they do need to work on that partnership short term. But you know, one of them gets injured or whatever, and you, you know, your options have depleted. I mean, he came on at the weekend, so he's been used. He's been used twice in the Premier League in the last few weeks, so he's an option. On the flip side of the coin, though, Gareth, if what if say one of the one of the others gets injured, say. Van Anholt gets injured, then you probably have to tear up the system and go back to four one four one as well. Mm. So you can't predict what's gonna no, you, happen, you can you? No, you can't. No. Would you put Chris Young? Would you put Danny Graham ahead of Conor Wickham in the pecking order now or not? No, no. I, want, I need to see more from Wickham. Like, you, you, I, th- you, I think, you, I think you, he's been poor last two yeah. games. Very poor, Wickham. Uh, I think. I, I, I think. Like, you, no, you, well, if I get like a little vote on that, Gareth, I, I'm sensing you would put Graham ahead. I would, would I'm it? saying they're probably neck and neck at the moment. So if you had to make a decision, come on, don't sit um, If I had to make a decision yeah. at the moment, um, I'd probably, on the basis of what I've seen I'd, in the last few weeks on form, I'd probably I'd call him back before I'd call Wickham back. Interesting that, Chris Weatherspoon. Well, I don't know, put me on the spot here. Um, I'll put everybody on the spot. I don't spot. know, I think, yeah, probably, I think what a lot of people forget about Wickham is he is... Still only twenty one years old, hmm. you know, and he's uh, he's come he's come here. He's been here what three three and a half years now. He's always had this expectation on his shoulders, yeah. and obviously <laughs> very grateful that he uh, hit that Large patch at the end of last season. But that probably hasn't helped him in the sense of what people expect from him, and that that was very much out of step with everything else he'd done in his summer career so far. And I th- I think you know he he, ne- he needs to grow and. 
how, how do you do it? You wouldn't send them back out on loan to a championship side, especially no. after you just signed a new contract. But I am wary that if you if you chuck them in expecting to do things, it might like hinder his own development. I, I just so, wonder whether he needs a breather. I mean, yeah. I think I think he's been poor probably in the in the games we've seen in, so far in 2015. But up until the turn of the year, I don't I don't think many of no, us no. would have been saying that. He, he shouldn't have been in the starting he all, he was okay I mean he was playing from that left yeah, yeah. Side. I, I, I just wonder whether what, I mean he hasn't played a re- whole Premier League season let, let's forget ever yeah. before so maybe he just needs yeah. a breather but I do yeah. want to get a, an actual answer it'd from be, Chris Redspoon because that, was, that <laughs> yeah. was a politician's answer it'd be nice that if he, it would just be nice if he looked you know a bit bothered when he came on some people have that way though don't yeah. they yeah. well it doesn't but it doesn't help if, you, if you've got that way and then the ball comes in you stop it and you turn and you you pass it out wide. You full back or whatever. You wing back in this case, or knock it back the centre half. That's one thing. When the ball comes up to you and you touch it and then you collapse like a pack of cards and then you've lost possession of the ball every time, and you don't look bothered. That's when you got a problem, because people are judging on that. Chris, I want an answer from you on on the on the Graham or Wickham. Based on what I've just said, how would um. I would, I would have Graham as the backup for that. What are, what are the things? That's surprising. Well, one of the things I've often based off two like short cameos. Well, no, no, no. Actually, one of the things that why I was surprised that Graham never really got a look in at all last year was, uh, you know, he played in what was a very technical Swansea side. You know, um, he's got a good. I mean, we've seen he's got a decent first touch in that. Yeah, he's not the most mobile, but when you consider the sort of football players being trying to get us to play it's not exactly you know it's <laughs> it's not exactly this kind of frenetic thing. up top especially one of the big problems has been the ball doesn't stick so I did find it quite surprising last year that he didn't get a look in ahead of uh, Mr. Alador mm. but um, yeah I mean I know I've I've just said for the cup game I would have a have a think about giving him a go but I do think as a whole you've got to look at Fletcher being the one that you line up alongside the foe mm. and Interesting. Well, we're going to hear from Gus Poet on Jermaine Defoe now, and then we'll speak about him. It took me uh, a while not to make a decision. Uh, at the end of the day, the only way to get the match fit is playing football games. So I couldn't just leave it out and think, maybe we can give him 30 minutes here, maybe we can give him an hour next week. And he was happy to play, felt that he was sharp enough to play, so we played. A little bit longer than I, I expected, but that was because of the game, so... Uh, I think he's going to gain from this game, and I'm sure that next next week is going to be an, another important game for him to get really match fit. If you get the penalty, he scored the penalty for sure, so uh, it will be there. I mean, the, the main thing is we get used to him. We know where he's going to be. We try to find him. Uh, I've been told by the analysts that one of the offsides is by a, by a hand or by a arm. Mamma mia, what a view. Uh, so he's going to be there. He's going to be in the limit, and the one is going to be one hand behind. He's going to be in a, in, a, in a position to score. And when he takes, you know, when he gets those opportunities, he takes his chances. So um, uh, I think I think we we are okay. We didn't look as a team, and you know, in the bottom six or eight, we look much better than that. Chris Young, what, what, how would you evaluate Jermaine Defoe's performance? Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 outstanding. I think I think he's obviously still a bit rusty. Um, but as I was as I was saying earlier, I think he was making those runs that no Sunderland striker has made in the last four years, really. Is, uh, it, is, it, is it? I mean, it's something we we all knew anyway, uh, and Gus has said it as well. But 
watching him play, does it become more obvious that he needs a strike partner? Yeah, he he he, he needs to play off someone definitely. Um, it's not his game to play with his back to goal. Uh, he he needs he needs to be running onto onto passes and being threaded in through on goal. Um, that's his game. He, he he like he like he likes getting the ball into his feet in or around the penalty area and getting a shot off. Um, but I think I think there was more than sufficient indications down at down at Spurs that he will get goals. How long, Gareth, before the fans get frustrated at his little runs and the, with the offside, offside flag going up? Because we were get, warned, get used to it. Yeah, get used yeah, to them, we yeah. were warned about it. We, yeah, I mean, we yeah. spoke to somebody on the Light Show, the Tottenham fan, Raj, and he right, said, yeah. he said, you know, I hope you're ready for for the amount of times you're going to be offside. But the, the way initially you view it is, it's not a bad thing because we now have nope. forward making these runs in the first place before we haven't had one. However, if it goes on and on and on and on, you know, fans are like they're going to they're going to start getting. Well, you can't have it. You know, you can't have it both ways. I mean, if he's if he scores a few, then yeah. people maybe. Oh, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. Yeah, I'm, comfortable yeah, I'm with fine. It. That I'm yeah. fine with it as well. And you, to be know. fair, Bent used to be offside a lot yeah. as yeah. well. That's that's part of the game. But the the, the one it's making the run, isn't it? Yeah. And then then the odd time. If he has if he has two games, there's a chance I come to him on Saturday, and I think he's got a 50, 50, 50, 50 chance of scoring. And that was one I think it was played in when it came on his left, and he oh. tried to bring it back in on yeah. his right, yeah. and he it got kind of crowded out. You know, another game, another game or two. Yeah. You see him getting it out of his left and just swinging at him. He strikes the ball so cleanly. I think you saw him get in down the right, and he hit one on the volley, and it, the keep that he had to block it, the defender, and stuff like that. So, you know, that that's that's where you imagine Jermaine Defoe scoring goals is when he's got, almost got his back to goal and he, he's wriggled away from someone and hit it from all different angles around the penalty area, um, and that that's what he's good at. So and we haven't got somebody like that. So we've definitely filled that gap, and the fact that he's changed the system to accommodate him says a lot. It certainly he's does. Single, he's single-minded. He's like Phillips, isn't he? Any time yeah. he gets that ball in, in or around the penalty area, he, he he wants to go for goal. He's not he's not thinking about finding a teammate. And Sunderland have needed someone yeah. with that selfie streak. As Gareth just said there as well, that's huge. The Gus has changed. I wouldn't say he's changed his philosophy, but he's almost ripped it up and started again, hasn't he? That, yeah. That says a lot about the four. Uh, how he how highly he ranks. Yeah, I mean, he obviously he obviously sees him as a as a key figure, and, and understandably so. Uh, I think I mean, he's, he's played on this four one four one system. Through, he works on it throughout pre-season. I don't think there was any time in pre-season where he didn't play that formation, um, and he's kept it throughout this season. Even even really when they've been struggling or chasing a goal, he's either used Altidore or Wickham out on the left or something, rather than playing two up top. Um, so it's it's a it's a bold step, but probably a necessary step. The four one four one wasn't getting them wins, was it? Kind of exciting and terrifying in equal measure, Chris Weatherspoon. Um, yeah, I mean, I, one of the things that you can't really quantify, but that I thought was really promising about Defoe was that their back four actually, you know, they looked worried about it. Yeah. They they were constant. You could see. Yeah. I mean, the Tongan. I mean, I'm sorry, that's but why that... I take the offsides all day because I mean, yeah, the defender the needs to be on the toes. Well, he, he, he dragged Vertonghen everywhere with him. I mean, he, well, he should have had a penalty. I mean, yeah, that's a penalty. Vertonghen was the one who fouled him for the free kick. Did you, you think know? it was a penalty, Chris? Because I'm sure I thought I wasn't... thought he was already going to ground when he made yeah. contact, but I'd say it was a clumsy challenge by Vertonghen, yeah, and blocked, I've seen them given. Yeah, you blocked him. Well, yeah. I would just say, like, th- I think probably the reason it didn't get given is that the referee looks and thinks well. Defenders not really put a challenge in, you know. He's yeah. just, but I think the fact that Defoe was so clever for him that he turned him that 
like, it, it wasn't really even Vertonghen's fault. Kind of thing. He, no. Defoe was just quicker well, than him. I thought it was a penalty. He was his fault because he. Well, no, that's what I mean. He, he, blo- he blocked him out. He blocked him out, but yeah. it, it was more like he kind got, of the strikers cutting him. That's what we've been waiting for coming alive in the box like yeah, that. He got, he got, he blocked him off, and uh, like I think it's one. <clears throat> I don't know if the linesman was up that end. For that no, half. he was at the opposite, well, opposite that's, side. That's a, line, that's a linesman's penalty. That one because he he's got he's got the angle to see him block blocked off, but. Interesting that Poyet there said he takes a penalty and scores, so we, we know he, we know that he's now the designated penalty taker. Gomez so, was, was he? Yeah. Well, we've seen him take the penalty even ahead. Of, he'll be ahead. Of he the was forward. he was the first. I don't know. I would imagine Defoe will change things, but yeah, Gomez was saying, first yeah. choice penalty taker whenever was, he was on yeah. the field. Yeah, yeah. you but know what? Defoe, these strikers often ask for that on the contracts, don't they? When he's signing, make me. You know, I want I want the penalties. You wouldn't be surprised at all. Well, yeah. Well, you know, you want that confidence. I mean. What I quite like about Defoe... I didn't like when Kevin Phillips had that confidence because well, he, he was rubbish, rubbish at penalties. penalties wasn't he? Um, <laughs> what I like about Defoe is um, what, it, what I liked about when when he signed. Um, you know, you usually get the, the interview goes on the website and it's like, oh yeah, um, I'm, I'm really looking forward to playing for Sunderland. Um, the fans are great um, and I'm just going to do my best. And like, it's like really like, oh, bland. bland. And like Defoe is like, he's like, you know, the energy he's moving in his seat and he's talking he's not it, he's saying the stuff he's saying stuff that you expect them to say but getting very slight it's, it's the manner it's the manner body language <laughs> and analysis <laughs> with Gareth Parker true though it's, it, 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 that's what it, you know it, it's that energy that we need that ex- explosiveness you know he's yeah, you imagine he's going to be some sort of we need the explosiveness you know, in the box that's for sure yeah. and, yeah. and, like and like you say that, that, that term whether it was a penalty or not you know, we, yeah. Fletcher's good in the box, but you, you don't feel like it's gonna. He's gonna come to life if he's, if he's got bodies around him. You don't no. feel he's gonna come to but life. You would never expect him. I mean, Defoe, that was just instinct from you know. Like mm. he, mm. he didn't. He, it wasn't like he got the ball then tried to turn. It was just all that was on his mind was he was gonna turn and get himself in a goal scoring position. And you know, for in a way, you probably can't even teach that. You know, it's no. kind of no, something that it's instinctive. And I, I think if you look at the statistics, and this is probably why they don't show everything. I think Defoe only like made something like five passes on on Saturday, but it was what he did when he didn't have the mm. ball. You know, like we were saying, he was running off Fletcher before when Fletcher should have played him in. He was dragging them around. You know, he was winning free kicks. I just think um, he give he gives he obviously gives us something, but he gives other teams something to worry about. And I think for a lot of this season, that's been a bit of a problem for us. I mean, we've had we've had strikers up front, and other teams are probably thinking, well, you know what, like. As long as they don't get an opportunity yeah. about six yards, twelve yards mm. out, we'll be all right. Get tight to Stephen Fletcher, and that's yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. He, like Fletcher's not Fletcher's not going to beat you for pace. He's not going to play on the shoulder kind of thing. And the problem with that was that if we didn't have anyone coming forward from midfield, we weren't going to do anything. Whereas now you've got you've yeah. got Defoe, who's got a bit of pace, he can turn a man. You know, it gives it gives you that kind of different um, different like angle of attack. It gives you different options. Word for Seb as well, fourth highest free kick. Goal That's interesting because he's not even great. He's not even great at them anymore, is he? Well, he's getting a bit. He's better. got two this season. season. Yeah, he has. Yeah, he's yeah. looking. He's looking a bit more dangerous. <laughs> yeah, this season, our corners more. actually. You wonder he's been back on the on the on the practice. Our corners were brilliant on Saturday. Um, even Johnson, um, which who usually basically you might as well just put the ball out on the other side when he takes a corner because it always gets overhit and goes out of the back post. Um, but his corners were good. Larson's corners were good. The delivery from set pieces was good, and then it's a textbook. You know, it's a textbook free kick from him. It's that's that's the image, the mental image you've got in your mind of a of a free kick in that position. And he, it was absolutely perfect. Um, 
and so you know fair play to him for you know carrying on his his good form even even when we've been you know bad and when we've been good he's he's been consistently one of the most important performers so you know let's hope he is one of the key men in creating the the opportunities for the two front men how is your patience towards the genie now who me yeah thought he did well because they, I, yeah, again, I didn't watch fault. the game. Yeah, I just going off, going off people's tweets and speaking to people, and, and he, he didn't impress generally. Um, but I know you're a fan. A bit. First he let, off, he, he threw, yeah. He let he let somebody in. Um, I can't remember who it was. Soldado. Soldado. Yeah. Um, and he didn't step up, <laughs> and then. Um, but to be fair, he's playing with two centre halves who've played together for the best part of the career, who probably know each other inside out. Um, and then you've got, you know, the clearance was was bad, but. You see, brilliant defenders do that. Vidic did it at the at the stadium uh, against uh, us last year when Gardner scored. I remember. I see, I, I didn't see the game. I'm just uh, as, as I expected. I'm sensing it was a long goal as well. Sensing like, uh, really. a lot more thing, patience from you than than other. Is the thing with Fijini that possibly rubs people up the wrong way? Is that possibly he's? I know what we're saying about Wickham not looking bothered. You kind of Fijini very much like like when he scored that on goal down at Southampton. It was just a kind of shrug of the shoulders then run off and get the ball kind of thing he very much seems to take everything in his stride and it that can get I, I, I don't think it is but some people might mistake that for kind of you know being like a days ago like not I think like it, being disinterested I you think know? because he had such a bad start to his Sunderland career in general but he won I people think, around this season early on but I think people it, don't forget that though, the perform, performances of late like, seem to be it's the same with, somewhat. Like the, the, if you start well <laughs> it buys you a lot of time like in the future because you can you can go back and say well yeah. but he did he did this so they can do they, they are capable when like, you get off to a bad start people well you know anybody who's playing well is he's had his spell and he's as rubbish as he was when he first started so you do also have to ask whether I thought he'd be, be picked up a bit of a cold status the first first quarter of the season and then it's just been the last few games he's, but I know he's been playing right back a lot which doesn't help but well, of course to, he was centre half you have to ask again. as well is he being helped by his manager because Poirier himself admitted he's mm. been carrying a knock and he's not being 100% and then last weekend against Liverpool when you thought it was prime time for Billy Jones to come in you know you picked Virginia again and you kind of and you know yeah probably Poirier, do, well, Poirier does like Virginia but is no. he doing him any favours there you know Jones hadn't trained though we found this out so Jones wasn't wasn't Jones hadn't trained had he no for the um, the Liverpool game Liverpool yeah game. he hadn't trained so he decided he wasn't I, quite I, fit I think Virginia's a bit as I said before before I think he's a bit like Wickham I think he's probably needed a rest I think it's mm, probably yeah. as simple as that now he's not going to get it not going to get it because <laughs> they want to do three I mean if they're going to well Quattes could play ah, but he's not going to drop would you drop Virginia for Quartes? Well, if he's knackered, then you need well, him. Well, I, I don't think I'd There's drop no a knackered. I don't think I'd drop drop a knackered Virginia for Quartes. <laughs> There's no point having Quartes either. Chris well, not th- that's quite. I think that's the most intelligent thing you've said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not a fan, Gareth. Well, he just looks crap, doesn't he? Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, I know, but did Virginia not look crap the weekend? People have spoken. I didn't watch the game. But I thought Virginia was better, a lot better in the second half. Yeah, to I be thought fair. it was. I don't think Virginia was like notably awful. To be honest, I, I, you know. You got to remember. I think, I think a couple of journalists I, who I was sitting next to who don't, who don't obviously see Sunderland regularly, they they immediately picked up on Virginia in the first half. 
I, think I thought, but I thought yeah. the second half, I thought he did. I thought he did fine. I mean, his error was it was quite glaring, wasn't yeah. he? he? Was the one, but then you say like, well, should somebody not stop the shot? Like, yeah, I, th- um, I think he made a couple of mistakes in that first half. I think he yeah. looked a bit nervy, but maybe that was just acclimatising into the system. Were they national journalists? Or? They were. Were they? Yeah. They like the thing is with nationals, I tend to find they often like to pick on people. They like to pick somebody out and then make them into this comedy character and use them for their like, you know, for jokes and stuff. See Nicholas Bentner as a great example of that, um, and you know, I wouldn't really, you know, somebody it's very cynical to, of him. Well, no. To, 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 to be, <laughs> no, to be I fair, know, I, I, know. Thought, I think Virginia did struggle in that first half. I thought second half though he's fine. I think I think maybe if he could get a rest at some stage, it'll probably help him. Yeah, definitely would. But he's not going to get it. <laughs> as you alluded to, yes, as he, that's as he the, said, that's he's the not going to get it. But it won't, if he's playing, if the, if the system works. And they start picking up wins, not just draws. Then you not want to get, you'll not want to drop out. No. You want to keep playing, no. and you start winning games, and you suddenly, oh, I feel feel quite good, not tired anymore. You're tired when you're getting beaten. When you're winning, you're not here. Finally, then the keeper, good game, excellent oh, game, yeah. yeah, excellent game. I mean, costy pants, costy pants, yeah. Good new song for him as well. Yeah, yeah, I heard, heard, yeah, yeah I heard about I'm it. not, I'm not, no. <laughs> I was hoping you had some audio. <laughs> so it reminds us of that. Uh, there was this thing, got like a viral video going around. Um, somebody more advised. on Facebook? No, no, it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> wasn't Look just here. your Facebooks um, of this world. It was your Twitters as well. Um, of this, uh, like somebody done this like He-Man mashup with like a daft version of the song over the top of it, and it was it's very funny. So if you search for that, I think it's just called Hey. hey, 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 hey. Or something like that. <laughs> Good little anecdote, that one. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Well, it, I'm, as I said, leave, we'll leave the banter to people like Jermaine Defoe, people like that, and I'll just <laughs> stick them here. It's probably the best. Well, you know, yes it is, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, yeah. we, should, we should call it a night. Yeah, just keep going. Anything, anything we need to say? Make people aware of? Chris Young confirmed before that the guys are going to come in. Um, and talk, well, he's talk us through. Yeah, I will do. Yeah, the the Sun and Echo when they decided the top. Chris Young signed top the, transfers signed the deal. That that deal's done. It's on the yellow ticket. If you go mm. on 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 now, that that deal's done. Sky Sources over the line. <laughs> Sky Sources understand that the, the Sky Sources are the Echo quite often. True, true well, true, true. Still in negotiations <laughs> for the uh, for the other three. Um, so Anderson obviously has got a lot of. Uh, a lot of options now. He's freelance, <laughs> so he's uh, he's going to be the one who's difficult to get over the line, as the cliche goes. Um, but yeah, so that'll be quite good, probably. Yeah, let's keep an eye out for that. All right, like the fact that yeah. the two Chris's for coming on and Gareth being a bounder, <laughs> being a bounder hound there. Yeah, you, you I've, I've, I saw that used and I've, I've started to use it more, and I want to get it into the lexicon because it's it sounds uh, sounds really awful. It's like a horrible. Just compound sort of horrible thing to say a banter hound. Already oh, now, people probably switched off. Nah, don't care. Let's drag it on for a bit longer. No, okay. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Over and out. Hold up. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 